0: So we're going to do a footballing podcast then. Reviewing all the no. matches so far in Euro 2020.
1: No. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't mind the football. I don't mind it sort of like being on in the background. But I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting and sort of reviewing the football.
0: He did a goal. Then <laughs> it he, he did. did then, then the other man did a goal.
1: <gasps> well, I mean, there, is, there has been drama. I mean, I, I was about to make a joke, but obviously there's not a joke to be made about someone having a collapse on the on the pitch um is it christian Eriksen? yes yes yeah, i didn't want to get it wrong uh but yeah that's his name was it um, for denmark
0: yeah yeah my my motherland
1: yeah oh absolutely yeah. yeah yeah from the gregerson homeland
0: i don't really know where to go from this
1: yeah i know sorry i've like put my hand in front of my mouth now because i'm like i don't know why i brought that up but it, it has been quite. It has been quite dramatic for good and for bad. Obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, wow, I, I didn't expect us to be going here so quickly. <laughs> You've kind of sidelined me there. Yeah, the, the medical team that they have at these events are so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to be struck down with an illness like he was that is the place to do it, and everyone acted quickly, and he has been discharged from from hospital, fortunately the same way as Fabrice Mwamba was a few years ago. And it's, I mean, it was horrible at the time. I was, I'd just been to the cinema, I think, and was walking back and got a text saying, are you watching this, mm. and so I kind of rushed in and well, said, "You came and said to me... do don't, 'Don't turn you, it yeah, on.' Yeah, don't cause... turn
1: on the telly because there's too much being shown."
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I when you, I think you took Blake upstairs to get changed, and I switched mm. it over, and there was his wife crying on the side of the pitch. Yeah, and I'm, why much. are they yeah. still showing this? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so my nice joke about um, <laughs> yeah, doing a football podcast has been uh, sorry, by but you. Um,
1: Still in, I oh, said so the league. That's not right. Still in the match the game the tournament the tournament still in the tournament
0: it's coming home
1: is it though no 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 No, it's not is it
0: we're doing alright yeah we've not considered a goal yet it's
1: fine you don't have to win you don't have to win everything it's fine to like get in the final 16 or something England that's right isn't it it is on in the background, I'm not really paying that much attention to it. Do you know it, that's all right, it, isn't it? It's
0: good just to take part. And
1: there's lots of other people who are very good in it.
0: Do you know what the best thing about football is? Taking part. That's
1: right. Taking, be, be still in it, because poor Scotland have, uh, have been knocked out. Are Wales still in
0: Wales still in Wales, it, Wales yeah.
1: still in that's really good, isn't it?
0: I think. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, I I they are. Yeah, yeah, To be honest, I'm really not interested in this tournament
1: you've you've haven't you've been more interested in the cricket that's been on yeah than you have been in the football
0: it's just it's just that i think there's been so much football on especially with since covid mm. there's been football on every night because games have been played behind closed doors so they've had every match on telly they have therefore put two matches on each night sometimes maybe even three four or five on a weekend
1: oh and then things like the chase have not been on nor it, tipping point
0: I mean, that's that's the biggest crime of an all this, isn't had, it? And pointless. Pointless on repeats. Mm. Um, yeah, it's sad times. It
1: is sad. I find that very sad. <laughs> it's like I miss a bit of the chase. It was on tonight, felt it. Like everything was okay again. You're quite
0: right. It's incredibly sad that we <laughs> spend... Like, our tea time routine is we make tea and either just while it's cooking or as we're eating it, Then we watch Pointless together. We
1: line up a quiz show. And we fast
0: forward through all the bits which don't involve us making guesses about what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, no need for that bump. And we
0: we assign ourselves who's going to go first on the question Mm -hmm. because the person who knows the most about the subject goes second. That's
1: right. So they bring up the rear.
0: Yeah. Careful. Yeah.
1: We like a picture round.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then we curse and despise people who pick the wrong final subject. The wrong
1: final subject, which they tend to do.
0: You can always tell. Like if someone picks Mm. like... It's 20th, 20th century poets. Like, right, no. Yeah. You spoke me night.
1: Big sigh, Yeah, I'm going to be in a bad mood side. for the next 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Shakespearean stuff, we're pretty all right on. You're really good on geography. You're excellent on sport. We can do music quite well. So, yeah, books, we're kind of okay on, but we don't know too many obscure. We constantly go back to Zadie Smith's White Teeth. That's our, that's our constant guess for any sort of book question.
0: Uh, Turner Prize winning artist Steve yeah. McQueen.
1: Yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah, just need to learn one.
1: Yeah,
0: I feel like I cheated a little bit by learning all the state capitals. So it's almost like when yeah. that comes up now, it's kind of like, oh yeah, Cheyenne. Because
1: people go for the capital, not the capital, sorry, they go for the state or the state capitals. So I can get states now, but the yeah. state capitals, I mean, that's just ridiculous to have that knowledge. Also, fast forward through the chemistry. Questions. Yeah, no because one wants a chemistry it's just, question. It's just boring now.
0: Einsteinium, Livermorium.
1: Anyway, not a footballing, no pointless podcast, although a pointless podcast would be really cool. I would very much enjoy doing that.
0: I think you're stretching the word cool. Yeah, laugh. I know. <laughs> watching television,
1: watching television. So, aside from the football and aside from quiz shows, we've been watching quite a lot of things separately. Yeah, And then we've watched Loki together, so we're going to quickly run through the things that we've been watching, I would say apart, but that sounds very sad. But yeah, on our own. Yes. Well, oh, that's even worse. Anyway, let's start with you. What have you been watching by yourself?
0: What have been watching in isolation?
1: <laughs>
0: so the first thing i am watching is Sweet Tooth, mm. which is a Netflix original. What, right... Let's go back to that. What was that? Uh.
1: I just don't know. That I've taken against it and I don't know why. I don't... Is it is it a spoiler to say there's a child with antlers?
0: No, I think that's the whole premise of the show. I just
1: don't... I... There's something about it that has weirded me out. I think that's what it is. I think I'm just... I'm not enjoying looking over and seeing you watch it. I'm kind of looking away... So something about it just doesn't sit right with me. But anyway, carry on. Why, why don't you talk about what the actual show is before I go on?
0: So this is it's a Netflix original. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, TV show. It's set in a world where an illness has taken over. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, badly timed. Um, and for reasons which I'm, no one's really sure of as far as I'm concerned anyway, because I'm only about three episodes into this, children are born mixed with animals.
1: I think that's it. I think that in itself just, I feel a bit, yeah, not quite. I don't know why. There's something about that that mm. doesn't, it, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Let's not go down that deep, dark hole of, yeah. of psychology. But yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I'm just, I'm not ready for something like that at the minute.
0: So this stars Christine Convray as Gus, who's the young child, who is the one who is, Crossed with a deer, as you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, he, in the first episode, is living in a encampment, sort of a solo encampment, with his father, who's played by Will Forte, the comedian. Don't know him. He's in everything. You will know He's an American comedian from Saturday Night Live from the 90s. You'll know him from a lot of things. Do you want me to look up who he is? No,
1: no, it's fine.
0: No? Okay, right. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> it's narrated by James Brolin. I know him. And...
1: Is it James... Oh, Josh Brolin.
0: It's his father. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> I don't know whether that's true or not.
1: Anyway, a Brolin. Yeah,
0: yeah. A Brolin. Thomas Brolin. Back to the football. You're a Um And through reasons, he is joined up with Tommy, who is played by... Or Big Man, who's played by Nonzo anosi Do you know how that is? No. Season two of Game of Thrones. Yes. He's the guy who was trying to... who suggested he was going to marry Daenerys.
1: Oh!
0: And then... Turns out that it was just a plan to get her dragons, and yes, he was yes, sleeping I totally remember. with. Yes. He found she found him in bed with Roxanne McKee.
1: Pot- yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that bit, but I know who you mean. And
0: locked him in a vault because yeah. the vault was empty. Yes, locked him
1: in the vault. Yes, yeah, I remember that now.
0: Speaking of which, Daenerys quite often took Hollywood's actresses as her seconds, mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, back to sweet tooth. This is really, really sweet. Gus is such a cute character. He doesn't understand the world that he's around, and we see it very much through his eyes. We see Big Man sort of looking after him and everything like that, and they meet people and they get into adventures. This doesn't seem like a Netflix original.
1: That's, I can't place... What is Is it meant to be a comedy? Is it a drama?
0: So, I mean, it's an adaptation of a comic book, and I think it's a bit of fantasy. It's it's something that would I think would sit better on... You know how... Amazon went through that thing of doing, um, what's that? What was the thing with David Tennant? The
1: thing with David Tennant? It was
0: David Tennant I mean, playing the devil or... You go in
1: for something here. The, um, oh, the one with... Um... With Michael Sheen, yes, yeah, and um, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't. Good mm. omens, good, good omens. omens, good omens.
0: It's a bit like
1: that. It's a bit like that,
0: crossed with a BBC Saturday Struck Sunday Tea Time drama, right? So, I'm thinking of like back in the day, Chronicles of Narnia. I was just about to say
1: the only thing I know for a Sunday night BBC drama is Chronicles yeah. of Narnia. Going
0: forward, Doctor Who, <laughs> yeah, um. Was there a Robin Hood one for a while? There was, yeah. A Merlin. Yeah. Oh, I love Merlin. Even um, His Dark Materials, Big which we which we watched for a bit, and mm-hmm. then. yeah, wasn't awesome for us. It's. I don't know whether it. it whether I'd call this a family thing or not, I'm not sure, because there is quite a lot of sort of violence and things like that against them. I think it's unfortunate it's come out now, because it is so targeted it's around like an, a pandemic, and any time you see someone holding up the thermometer to someone's head, you think, okay, oh, like, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing that happened with Army of the Dead as well. There was a scene of that, and yeah but it's really worth watching. I've been trying to get you to watch it and you have uh, turned <laughs> against it. I
1: just No, not for me. Maybe maybe later on in life.
0: Yeah, uh, but this is really fun. It's really worth... I'm, I'm three episodes in. I'm going to carry it on. Um, a podcast to listen to is reviewing it week by week, which is kind of annoying because they're all, obviously on Netflix. They're all out there. It does seem like something that you can watch back to back because it it's not it's not written as a week to week Sure. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's really sweet. It's really nice. I'm watching so much at the minute and this is just a nice little fantasy thing that I'm, I'm really enjoying. Moving on to Fargo. Yes. Which...
1: It's finally here.
0: It's finally here.
1: After your massive complaint.
0: I waited so long for this. It was on in America in September last year.
1: Were you tweeting about it as well? Were you tweeting I was tweeting four? from our account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because in a modern day, there is absolutely no reason why a TV show should take six months. Certainly something as prestigious as this. I'm assuming it's not a rights issue because on previous seasons when Channel 4 have had them, they've shown them the same week. And I was so pissed off that this hadn't arrived. And now it's arrived.
1: And is it rubbish? It's not rubbish. Your face sort of goes, oh, I built myself up and I've been let down.
0: It's just average. It's got such a good cast. The thing about Fargo is it's an anthology show, so there is threads that tie the seasons together, but largely you can watch any season as it as it is. It has such a good cast each year. So yeah. last season they had uh, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor I Mary Elizabeth Winstead, David mm-hmm. Thewlis. Um, season before that they had who was the blonde girl. <laughs> I mean, that, from, that
1: really helps me. From
0: the Virgin Suicides. and oh, Kirsten, Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. thank you. Yeah, oh, which blonde
1: girl <laughs> shall I pick out of my head?
0: David's uh, sorry, Jean Smart was in it.
1: And this year, they've got um, the wonderful Jessie Buckley, who I first saw on a BBC, Andrew Lloyd Webber, over the rainbow sort of like reality show where they were competing to be. Dorothy. Was that how she started? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she was. She was either, it was either that, I feel it's that one, or it was the one perhaps before it, which was all about, um, it was, I think it was um, Maria, Sound of Music. But she was definitely in one of the BBC, sort of that, before, I mean, it probably was, well, X Factor was on, I'm probably getting it all mixed up. But it was one of those ones where people compete to win a prize. And the prize at this point was... Um, key role in an Andrew Lloyd Webber. So she was in that. Okay. Mm. I mean,
0: I think this is probably the best cast they've had for a season. We've got Chris Rock, uh, you've got Jason Schwartzman, Yay. you've got Ben Wishaw, yeah. um, Jack Houston, Timothy Oliphant from Justified. From
1: Justified. <laughs> in brackets, yeah. from Justified.
0: Such a strong cast. Just so is it just through.
1: the, the plotline that's not capturing you?
0: Absolutely. It's it's almost too complex. You start off and you introduce these two crime families. There is a convoluted beginning, which I think we I watched like together. That. Yeah, I
1: was about to say. I was because I wasn't gonna d- watch it. I was you had it on in the background. I thought, oh, I'll ignore this. I'll put my headphones in, and then I ended up watching that first bit, which was this convoluted beginning, which I thought was excellent. Mm. Really built, you know, the world around you, the two gangs, the um, the way that they passed over like their youngest to each other. Yeah. So The youngest child, the youngest son, goes and lives with the other family to retain the truth. And I really like that idea. And
0: yeah. If it had stayed like that, mm. I think that would be one thing. I think the thing of the gangs is actually the most interesting part of it. Jesse Buckley plays this nurse who I still don't really understand how she fits into it. There is a family who runs a funeral home, a mixed-race family, um, who... I'm still not really sure why they're in it, other than to provide sort of just somewhere to go to every now and again. There is a ghostly element, and there's always this thing in Fargo it's where... A ghost, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, it's in the funeral that, home. Yeah, you, know, you would hate it. I
1: would not like because it. Because
0: quite often you will see... Oh,
1: no. Oh, don't. I'm scared already.
0: Like, say it's a dark thing yeah. and a, a pitch black thing, and in the background you'll just see a little, like, a white silhouette come out of it, like a face in the background. <laughs> or there'll be like a man just standing a sheet white man standing in the road like in the background and stuff like that
1: i'm not watching this while you have it on i'm so pleased i've not seen that uh,
0: yeah i mean it, it, it's only once in an episode if that but it's, it's enough yeah it's enough
1: oh no no right remind me if it's on in the background to like not i think be in that the room. I,
0: I think things have happened in the list episode i watched that has gone that. I'm gonna call out Channel Four on this for a little bit more.
1: Oh, well, you have you have a go at Channel Four,
0: love. Yeah, yeah. Keep you going. Know, you might as well. Yeah, they are showing this once a week on Channel Four, but they are also showing it on all four. Uh, they've got the full series out on all. Four, all right, so the full is series
1: is there. Right, okay.
0: For some reason. Both on the, 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 all four is not available on Sky to download, mm-hmm. which is how I normally watch stuff. And that, that's, you yeah, know, that's Channel 4's thing. On all four, there are no subtitles. Which is really annoying.
1: How is that, how can that be for accessibility?
0: Yeah. So the only way because I, I things with such strong accents and things like that, I really like to have subtitles on the background. Uh,
1: we, we use subtitles all yeah. the time, especially
0: when I've got a small boy sat on a um, snor- snoring or something like that in the morning, yeah. and that, which is probably the one time I get to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, there's no subtitles on all four, so I the only way I can get it with subtitles on mm-hmm. is to actually record it each week off the telly.
1: Right. How are they getting away with that in terms of people who have hearing loss?
0: I don't know. Mm. I don't know whether it's whether it's just the Android app. I yeah, don't know, but yeah. yeah, that's But it shouldn't.
1: It should be accessible to all.
0: Mm. So mm. yeah, um, sweet, tooth, sweet tooth. Sweet is really good. Mm-hmm. Fargo's all right, but if you've not seen it, just go see the first or second or third series. Do you because think
1: those are better? A lot
0: better. Yeah, I'd say. Probably the second series is the best, then the first, then the third, and then this one. But probably watch them in order. Watch the film as well. Have you ever seen the film? No. You've never seen a Cone film, have you? No.
1: It's just not my thing.
0: How would you know that if you've never seen it?
1: I've made a decision in my little mind. I have made my judgement, and that is it.
0: I mean, there are probably not a more eclectic filmmakers than the Coens as well. Yeah, they go from everything from like hard, far, farce and hard comedy. <laughs> There's that? a yeah.
1: fart there. Yeah, and I was like, well, what? it was a
0: hard and farce <laughs> and yeah, I've gone to like really serious mood pieces. So, I mean, to say that you don't like anything is a That's real true. stretch. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know, but it is me. I've made a call.
0: Well, just wait for day and night. and <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh... no,
1: That's what I'm waiting for. It reminds me of what I think of Coen. Brothers film would be, was that film you made me watch quite a few date nights ago, which was like a, a farcy comedy about the people with the money. What was that called? I can't remember what it was called. Did it just have like one, one type, like one word? I mean, word? you're not giving me a lot to work with here.
0: The people no, with the money. it had Bill
1: Paxton in.
0: Oh! Um,
1: I can't remember the name of it.
0: Yeah, A Simple Plan.
1: That's it. It didn't just have one word title. No, but can't... yeah, that really reminded me of what I, that was what I thought a Coen Brothers film would be like. That isn't far
0: off, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean there's a bit more there's normally a bit more comedy in them. In No there isn't. No there isn't. Why am I even saying that? <laughs> yeah. There's quite often some comedy in them, but then also they do like hard it's very drama. Dark, dark. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, you're not far off. Yeah. But yeah. Watch something.
1: Thanks, I will. I'll watch some. No, you won't. No, No, I won't. Exactly. No, I won't. I'll just say yes just to placate you. Mm.
0: So what have you been watching?
1: So uh, all the lovers of murder, murder mysteries and true crime out there. I've got another one for you. Is
0: this, is this a crime that's not been solved and or has been solved and then that someone's investigating it? Yes,
1: it's a crime that hasn't been solved and someone's investigating it. But hold your horses because this is slightly different and I'm not. Is just, it? Yes, no. it is. It is. I'm not just. It's not your, my typical sort of. Oh, there's been a documentary about the police on BBC One, for example, because I know there was a lot of those around. I wasn't going to watch any more true crime for a while. For I felt I may have exhausted it. And also I'm I'm now at the point where I've kind of seen a lot of them and I know the crimes and I you know you kind of go over the same. Honey, the I've same seen ground. them all
0: and I yes. and I've not seen any of them.
1: But this program came up as like a something I might like to watch on the Skybox, because obviously Funny they that. know me well. And the thing that really pulled me towards it was that it's Jim Sheridan. Who has created this documentary series? It's a five parter. It's about the death and the murder of Sophie Toscan du Plantier, who was a French woman who was murdered in West Cork. And this is a very remote part of West Cork where the house is right, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, when you look at the, the scenery, it's absolutely gorgeous, but also very haunting in that a young woman in the 1990s. Was murdered very very brutally very very young mother, murdered brutally, in the in the night or the or the morning time she was still in in a sort of a, um a, like pajama type type clothes yeah. and, um, the there's a priest who is part of the the documentary who is clearly haunted like really haunted by the image that he came across as he came to pray over the body and 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 do all of the. Those things when uh, when the body was found. I'm gonna go back to Jim Sheridan because you you looked at me and you were just like, "Who is that?"
0: Yes, I so I, I feel like I should have known who that incredibly, is.
1: Incredibly, incredibly famous, at uh, playwright, scriptwriter, director. And um, he did the two you will know him from are um, in the name of the father.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen that.
1: And another Daniel Day Lewis, My Left Foot.
0: I've never seen that.
1: No, neither have I. I've seen In the Name of the Father, which is just...
0: I love that oh, film, yeah. I mean,
1: you can't watch it too many times. It's it's a phenomenal, if not hard-hitting film. And that's what I really know Jim Sheridan for, is these very emotional pieces of work. He also did In America with Samantha Morton. Yes. Um, and I think it's Paddy Constantine in that one as well. Yes, it is. Um, and I think there was some Academy Awards... Pushed around for that. Just a very well celebrated director, writer. I had
0: an odd career.
1: Uh, yeah. Have you seen what he did in two thousand and five? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to explain to the audience why we're sort of going? Oh, that's different.
0: So right. So let's look. My left foot. Yeah. The field. I don't know the field, but yeah. In the but name he, of the father. I
1: think he did the boxer with the Daniel boxer Daniel with Daniel, well. Daniel Day Lewis.
0: Yeah. yeah. In America. Then, (laughs) he pivoted, shall we say. Build it up. And did Get Rich or Die Trying, the 50 Cent um, semi-autobiographical film. Yeah, yeah. That's not something I saw coming. Yeah. Uh, Then went on to to make Brothers. Brothers. It's a film.
1: I know that one. It's a remake of a
0: Danish film. Um, It's
1: got Joaquin Phoenix in it.
0: No, no, it's, okay, maybe no, it's got so, yeah. Jake Hall, Natalie Portman, and Tobey Maguire in. Oh right, it's okay. about two brothers that go away to, or maybe one brother who go away to war and are shot down, presumed dead, and what happens to the families in between. Right. I mean, you can probably take a guess mm-hmm. what yeah. who, who yeah. the who the wife falls in love with, and
1: okay. then what happens.
0: Oh yeah. Right. But yeah, it's a remake of a Danish film, which is is really good. I think the the remake is average but yeah
1: anyway moving on from jim sheridan yes <laughs> but he's in this he is he's is part of the program he is he has been really affected by this murder that uh, you know happened in a place that he knows very well it she was a filmmaker herself and you can really see that it's played on his mind there's the fact that the the person who perpetrated the crime has never been caught
0: is this a recent crime it's
1: not it's in 90s late 90s, late 90s. Okay. Yeah. so so 20 odd years um of of twists and turns in the cases and i don't want to go into any further because i knew nothing about this yeah i found it quite appalling actually that i didn't know anything about this crime given that young mother someone who came to uh, cork to get some peace and quiet some relaxation or staying in a property of her you know she, she was living in her own property and Um, was then brutally murdered, Uh, but it unfolds, it unfolds over these five episodes, and it, like I say, it twists and it turns, and the thing that really struck me about it was Sheridan's prose he narrates the documentary he shows up he's talking to the local landlord he's talking to people who were accused of of the the murder and um, he has this very gentle way about him it's very probing but not in a way that would make you sort of recoil and make you go oh i'm i'm you know i'm not going to talk to you about it he he knows the land he knows the people and there are some beautiful passages that when he's speaking about the the effect it has had on the community when he's talking about the area in which she was, she was found. And, you know, he goes into almost like a little bit of folklore and myth at times. It, it's just absolutely beautiful. If not, it's, it's, I feel bad for saying that it's beautiful because obviously, you know, the, the family and you do see the family in the documentary and the effect that this has had, you know, obviously, devastating effects had on her parents but also her young son who is now grown up um, I've not seen a documentary that's quite so thoughtful you know a true crime documentary that's quite so thoughtful and thought-provoking and not looking to plant blame not looking to say that's who did it um, they spend quite a lot of time with someone who was accused of, of the crime like I say and at no time do I feel that they're steering us down a pathway of oh they've definitely done it or they're, they've they been incorrectly accused. It very much leaves it with you, it's not a sensational piece of work. Now I went to look this up before we came on the podcast because I wanted to check things like people's names like you know Jim Sheridan and, yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah. sort of thing so that I didn't have to look it up quite so much on the podcast, and when it came up in Google, you know you can say, like, in Google now, especially on your phone, it'll come up with news. Yes. Things. And it kept showing me something that was called Sophie, colon, A Murder in Cork, or something like that, and I was thinking, that's not what the show that I watched was called, it was a Sky, um, like a Sky Crime uh, documentary.
0: Yeah, that's a channel now, isn't it? It's like a yeah. true crown channel.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's where I get most of my uh, television. From I'm, these days. I'm kind
0: of hiding it on the on the ta- on the Skybox because <laughs> uh, I think he watched too much of this. They do blend All into right. one for me. No,
1: no, they don't. This, this, well, not this one. This one is very different. Oh. I, w- I would say that this is um, filmmaking at its most haunting and beautiful. I would say that it's not the sensational. And also, a lot of these things are just quick, quick cut and run, cut and run. Here's the po- oh, right at the end, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a little thing in there to make you watch the next episode, and oh, they're they're gonna be accused, but actually no, they're not. You know, it's, that whole thing of the cliffhanger mm. that they're making up to try and get you to to watch the the next thing. I don't think this program does it anyway. I was looking it up. And then this new this new thing came up and I was like, but that's not the show I've been watching, and it keeps talking about being on Netflix. And it turns out that Netflix have caught hold of this crime as well. And they're doing a two-parter um all about what happened and also the person who was accused. Um yeah, and I'm, I'm now sort of thinking, why why and the Jim Sheridan, what? Honestly, it's it's really really good, and I can't see anything beating that. And but then I want to kind of watch it to see what different angles they they put on it. And I know I. I think
0: we're just in this thing where this, there's so yeah, much. I know. I really want to go back in time. You know, like when you'd say get a time machine and go Mm. back and shoot Hitler. Mm. I really want to shoot everyone involved in serial. Like just before that was published because that's what seems to have started this. And I'm just absolutely sick of it now.
1: I think it can shed light. I think some true crime documentaries can shed light on crimes that have gone unnoticed. There's another one that I'm not going to talk about because you will just turn the podcast off, but I did watch something else that was on Channel 4 that was specifically looking at crimes that don't get the attention that others do. For example, young boys who have gone missing, who are who were presumed to be dead, and this was only in the 90s, but because they were in inverted commas tearaways because they were from different you know, from different families, families that weren't seen to be worthwhile um, putting a lot of effort and energy into because they were you know, these boys that were getting into trouble. And, you know, we don't hear about those boys, but we would hear about a white middle-class girl who goes missing, you know, from an affluent family. But so that, I find these... that that interesting.
0: Are all these documentaries, and I don't watch them, so yeah. but I get the feeling that these aren't so much about shining light on the crimes themselves or even solving them. They are just kind of... You're shitting out the next the next documentary to try and get a little, bit, a of, lot like that. A little yeah. bit of a little bit of buzz on Netflix or yeah. or Twitter or something yeah, like that. for Yeah, I, I agree,
1: and a lot of the ones that I've watched, I would absolutely say that falls into that category. This is why I'm raising this one as something that I felt was different. I fully
0: understand that this one's certainly lifted itself in certain ways by by, by what you say. I'm probably I'm not gonna watch it but No no I yeah, not. and I'm not yeah. saying
1: it for you it's not for you. Yeah. It's for the for the for people out there who often get in touch and, and, and talk about their love for the uh for the true crime genre.
0: Is, is it you sending an email to yourself or it's like uh in yeah. the middle of the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dear
1: Elaine, <laughs> yeah. I loved that documentary that you talked about the other day. Please talk about more.
0: Love. love. Elaine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, shall we move on and talk about something that we've watched together rather than obsessing over our little specialities of television?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Let's talk about Loki. Okay. We've not spoken about this at all. I know we say that all the time on the podcast and we, yeah. we do save things for the podcast, but sometimes we, you know, when we're in the car, mm. it kind of seeps out. But we've, we've not said anything, we've just watched... How many episodes now is it, So this Three? is the
0: third episode. Yeah. And this is the third episode. MCU, Disney Plus TV show Mm -hmm. after WandaVision, which we loved, or I loved. Did
1: you love it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I didn't to begin with, but I did at the end.
0: And the Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Which I did not love. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. It had plot problems.
0: This is the story of Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, picking up from his post-death scene in Avengers Endgame, where he picks up a Tesseract and disappears. We then go straight into where he ends up in episode one. Elaine, what did you think?
1: Complicated, this one. Complicated. I feel I should love it. I think it's incredibly well put together. I think the sets are absolutely amazing. I think the acting is fabulous. It's really intriguing plot wise but I cannot get into it I cannot get into it and I just don't feel anything that's you know you're ringing your brains going <laughs> I can see excellence on the screen I feel like I, it sh- I should be loving it but I, I don't feel anything emotionally I don't feel any pull towards it when you say do you want to put an episode on I'm kind of like alright then. And then when I come away from it, I don't even want to like listen to, and this is, uh, this tell you everything you need to know about us, I don't even feel like I want to listen to a podcast about it and normally when we watch a show my favourite thing about watching a show is going and listening to other people talk about that show and I haven't even felt that way about Loki and there are so many podcasts that we listen to that are yeah. doing episode by episode breakdowns And they're just sort of sitting there and maybe I'll listen to them but I'll fall asleep halfway through and I don't really feel the need to go back. I don't know what it is about it. I'm just not feeling it.
0: So, I'm kind of shocked by this because this has been massively critically acclaimed and everyone is coming out saying how this is one of the best shows of the year. I'm totally with you on that. Oh, I'm so pleased. And I, I... I've spent a lot of the episode, we've just literally switched mm-hmm. off episode three uh, as we're recording this, and I've spent a lot of time trying to work out what this is. Yes, because you've yeah. got really good people on screen. Brilliant people. Tom Hiddleston is doing really good work as Loki, he's, he's as he always scene. does. He's in every scene yeah. as well. Uh, Owen Wilson plays a really entertaining character. Um, I think we could talk a little bit about this. Yeah. So, when he, the original premise is when Loki disappears with the Tesseract, he. Is breaking the timeline. The some sort
1: of time rules, yeah. isn't he?
0: He is diverging from the the pure timeline, and so there's a set of a police force that comes out and gets him and reverts the timeline back to normal. That in itself is interesting. The world building in episode one was really, really good. There is a cartoon that explains all this, it's like so Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. He's it, Mister DNA. It, yeah.
1: It's so it's city literate. It's mm. TV literate. It feels like there's lots of Doctor Who in there.
0: Ugh. So, I think the problem is we are halfway through the series. There is six episodes, and we are on episode three. Yeah. And I still don't really know what the end game of this is. Yeah. It's Loki dicking about with some time cops.
1: Or Loki dicking about with a mate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like you were gonna. You're... I thought you were gonna
0: dive into. No. Sweat. No.
1: No. Like he's, he's mm. off on a. He's off on a bit of a tour with someone. That's why I'm trying to say in the Doctor Who and I know other people from yeah. what I've listened to and what I've read. I know other people have brought up Doctor Who as well, but it's like, oh, we're on a planet and there's a mission. Oh, we're back in time. Yeah. And also evoking places that we know that they've been to in Doctor Who as well, like Pompeii, mm. for example. Yeah. That's not giving anything away.
0: But <sighs> there is... A...
1: <laughs> there's nothing for you to grip onto.
0: When I talked about... Sweet Tooth, I talked about how it wasn't really episodic and it just seemed to run from one episode into another, into another, and I'm watching it week by week. I think this is kind of the same. There isn't a denouement at the end of of an episode where I'm like, oh my God, like a cliffhanger or something to get you for next season. This last episode that we just watched has just ended. Yes. And there is a mild bit of peril around what they do next
1: but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they're just going to come back next week with another episode that's set somewhere else yeah. with other people and, oh, there's going to be a big time jump.
0: They will find a way out of this little situation. Yeah. It's a bit like Batman, the old Batman TV show, where at the end of the episode, he was stuck in this trap and it was like, what will happen? Well, he'll probably be out of it by two minutes minutes into the next mm. episode. Um d- they're trying every single thing. This episode reminded me a lot of The Mandalorian. Okay, yes, In that they yes. put themselves on a on a planet. Yeah, with people. With with and, a, yeah. he meets a new person. Yeah. They get to know each other. Then there is a mission that they need to do together. Yes. But I just found it really uninteresting. And I I don't and even there was the no action agreeing. that was really really entertained me. Yeah, there was a the few dialogue was yeah. good. Um there was I mean, I am sick of one shots without without a cut. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And there is There's there is a one, shot, on one shot in this episode which just like it's done a lot better in other things. Mm. It's done a lot better in True Detective season one. It's done a lot better in what was that thing with Chris Hemsworth last year that we watched?
1: Oh, the one that it's a Netflix um yeah. TV. I want to say something like collateral or something like that. It was like a one word um, where so, he had to
0: go in and get someone out of the... Yeah, where well, he's uh, like yeah. a
1: mercenary, isn't he? I'm going to have to look to up get, what that oh. is.
0: We really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, but, it, was yeah.
1: Really, it was really good. Yeah, I just, I just don't know what it is.
0: I'm going to carry on watching it because mm, I feel that at some point like there yeah. is going to be something that's significant. Yeah. But I'm not convinced when. Extraction. <laughs> right. I was going to say the extractor, which would be weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Ah, I'm
1: so glad we're on the same page, though, because I... And it's good to know that you can't quite put your finger. Because if you were going to say it's terrible, mm. I would have a real problem with that because I don't think it is terrible. No, I I can't criticize it. You know, as I would do with another show by saying, "Oh, it's slow," or the you know the acting's terrible. Not none of that. Just I just don't care.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: you know what you said. You get to the end of an episode, I'm like, okay, it's ended now. Yeah. Um, I feel it's a chore yes. so when you suggested putting it on tonight I was like I'll do it but only because I know we have to do it
0: mm. but on the plus side we're only two weeks away from Black Widow
1: <laughs> yes have you heard the initial reviews
0: no and I don't want to know okay Please don't give me that face. I'm not giving a face. You are giving a face. I'm looking
1: away. I'm looking down on the ground.
0: I don't care. I will enjoy it. I'm looking
1: down on the ground and my face says nothing.
0: I don't care if it's even middling Marvel. That's fine. I've been waiting so long for this. That's fine. And Florence Pugh. I'm not saying anything, yes.
1: I'm not saying... Look at me not saying anything.
0: I think by saying nothing. You say it best when you say nothing at all. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look... I think we're in the minority on this. Uh, we're, massive, we're massively in the minority. And I'm more than happy. I'm happy that a lot of people are getting a lot out of yeah, this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. If you love this, it's brilliant.
0: But, yeah, it's just it doesn't seem to be for us right but now.
1: I, would I recommend it? Well, I would, because I think it, other people would love it. Yeah. We, we don't. Mm. It's a shame, because I would love to love it, but nothing to me is beating division out of the, those three.
0: You going to stick with it?
1: I, I think I have to, um, but more out of like duty, yeah, than love.
0: It does feel like a chore to watch. Mm. Um, I think maybe half an hour episodes would have been better mm. because these. Are, I mean, this one was forty minutes pre- previous it felt than that. Longer. Yeah, yeah.
1: It really did feel longer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so we're the people who dislike Loki <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> as opposed to everyone else. The this is, is rated nine on a uh, IMDb. Really? Yeah, Aww. it's we're this is.
1: Wrong. There's well, clearly something about us that's wrong.
0: Clearly we are in the minority. Clearly yeah. there is a lot of things going for this. But yeah, it's not for us.
1: Let's talk about a film.
0: Let's, let me talk about a film. Let
1: you talk about a film. You have been to the pictures.
0: I have. I have.
1: Q Alien Ant Farm. Like right. You're going to have to talk about this in a way that doesn't spoil it for me or for anyone else listening. You've been to see the father.
0: I've been to see the father.
1: Can you do a spoiler free review? Would that be okay? I
0: can do a spoiler free review. Because
1: I, d- I don't really want to know anything massively about because I want to go and see it.
0: Well, do it then.
1: Right, <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Then we can talk about it. In the next well, the,
1: you know what it is? Uh, I'm slightly moaning on the podcast. It's the timings. Of the cinema, the timings of the cinema don't work with life and things that need to be done during the day, funnily enough. I mean And then on I know you're gonna say there's a weekend as well, but we're we're doing things all the time. We've got people we had we had someone to stay uh the other the other weekend, which was very exciting. So you like, won't you listen know? to this, will you? Yeah, know he won't, he won't, but no. uh yeah, hello Rich. Um
0: No, not hello, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> If you don't listen, I don't care. We found you literally a showing that would have been perfect for you. When? It was like middle of the afternoon.
1: Well, something will have happened. Something will have happened. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have been called to yes. do something. So the father. Yeah, go on.
0: Um. Obviously it gained a lot of notoriety. No,
1: notoriety yes
0: thank you thank you for You're that well. I love how you by the way let's talk about editorial decisions I love how when you do that you edit it so that you don't don't so make a mispronunciation but me it's always left in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah thanks for good. that yeah <laughs> a lot of notoriety at the Oscars for Anthony Hopkins winning best actor against everyone's expectations including the
1: Chadwick Bo- Chadwick Boseman.
0: He's so, just gonna what? say a name. What's wrong? <laughs> I,
1: I thought you was. I thought you were stumbling.
0: No, I wasn't.
1: No. All I, right then.
0: No. <laughs> he won best actor against everyone's everyone's expectations, as well as the organisers and people who scheduled it correctly. Um, he plays someone who is later in life and is suffering from. It's it's not mentioned what what he is suffering from, but it, this is certainly he is he is needing extra care. He it, it's something along the lines of dementia or Alzheimer's, and this is largely centered around him, and as he his family struggle to look after him. This wasn't the film that I expected to go see.
1: that's, that's interesting that you say that because I think I suspect. My feeling is that it's a very specific film. Were you anticipating a quiet drama because it's based on a stage production? Did you have all of that in your mind? Because that's what I have in my mind to go and see it.
0: I expected just a standard... We've all seen them, like the, the dramas about someone who is suffering from an illness, whether mm. that be cancer, whether that be Alzheimer's, whether that be dementia, whether that be you know a brain, brain tumour, something like that. And they're hard-hitting, and it's very sad in places, but then sometimes there's a bit of happiness and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I was expect- expecting. There are things in this that where I was totally taken out of my seat. You, this is, at points, more like a Darren Aronofsky film or a, certainly, Christopher Nolan film than it is any sort of stage play or any work of this sort that I've seen before. Okay. Uh, this is a film that is made to show you exactly what Anthony Hopkins' character, that's called Anthony in this, is suffering with. Um, there is so much research that's gone into this. They have worked clearly worked with so many groups and so many people who have such an insight into this situation. Everyone in this is brilliant. Anthony Hopkins... So glad he got the Oscar because there are moments where he is vulnerable. There are moments where he is absolutely just stealing the scene with his charisma, even in his 90s. But Olivia Colman, of course she's brilliant because Mm. she's Olivia Colman and can probably walk on water and could probably play like the shark in Jaws 5 if they make it and (laughs) still be awesome. (laughs) So
1: just to go back to that point, you saw all of the um, best actor Oscar nominees because you watched a lot of the films. I so said you you you're still our big film watcher out of the two of us. Yeah. And you felt that Hopkins absolutely deserved that Oscar over the other performances that you saw. Then so
0: let's have a look. Let's. Look. I'm just going to bring them up now because
1: there was, like you say, there was some controversy over yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and not to take it away from him, but as you say, people expected Bozeman to win.
0: I think Bozeman's was an absolutely brilliant performance based around two scenes. I think for a, for a full film of absolutely carrying it on their own, Anthony Hopkins fully deserved it. As, as much, as sad as that is around mm-hmm. ch- around what's happened to chasmic Boseman, it, it's incredibly sad. And I think it would have been perfect were they to give him best mm-hmm. actor. But... But Hopkins performance Hopkins, Hopkins performance was yeah. a better acting performance for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I've only seen so let's have a look. Um I've have only, only seen Gary Oldman in Mank which I wasn't a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I've not seen Stephen Yun in Minari and I've not seen Riz Ahmed in oh, Sound okay. of Metal. So, we, so, we
1: so seen, I've seen yeah. 3 of 5. Okay. And
0: for me that's yeah. Yeah, out G-
1: of those. Give yeah. him it. Fine.
0: Um Mark Gattis and Olivia Williams turn up and are really good in it. I mean, I haven't seen Olivia Williams in anything for ages. Like, probably Rushmore was the last thing I saw her in, but there must be something since. She's seen,
1: um, She's in uh, Sixth Sense.
0: That was around the same time as oh, Rushmore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's been
1: loads of stuff since then, but I can't... I'm just looking.
0: So, oh, yeah, An Education um, and The Ghost, mm. which we can't mention anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I now, see, I now see that she's going to be in... Um, the Crown, next season. The Crown. Is she? Yes. Who's she
1: gonna be? Who's she gonna be?
0: Ooh, do you want to guess?
1: Is she, is she? She's not Princess Margaret, is she? No. No. Is, is she so? Is she like a politician? No. Why? No.
0: She's a big part.
1: Really big part. Yeah. Okay, So for the next series, so we're going into the well into the eighties. She's not like Princess Diana's stepmother or something like that.
0: No, no
1: I don't know why I'm going to bring up Francesca Kid. Um, right, you're going, you're going to have to tell.
0: Me. She's playing Camilla Parker Bowls.
1: Oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm completely forgetting. Why am I coming up with random people associated with the royal family? All right, okay. Yeah, she's
0: playing Twiggy, then like Leg Burke. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Is that a name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Imagine Poots rocks up at some point. Oh, you oh, one of your favorites? One of my favourites Im- Im- Yeah Rufus Sewell Is oh, in lovely. this yeah, I mean I, I don't really yeah. know I get all the Rufuses mixed up I know you do um, But yeah Brilliant in it This is I mean it's really tough To watch at point. Yeah um, You are seeing someone suffering You are seeing someone Not understand The world around him And you are seeing People be misunderstood Or maybe not misunderstood mm-hmm.
1: Do you think though, that it gave you a, a real insight into someone who was experiencing a, a dementia-like illness? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: it's an education in itself, isn't it? Yeah.
0: You come out of there, and you come out of there, and the world, as the world opens up, you—it takes you a second just to understand exactly where you are, oh, like a Darren Aronofsky film, mm-hmm. like where you kind of like, wow, that was that was an experience. Because mm-hmm.
1: um, I'm wondering whether it would give. You know, it it would be more of an educational tool because often films can be to make you step inside someone's um, someone's personal experience, someone's lived experience, and allow you to see through their eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably right. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. you can interpret things in a certain way. Okay. I think anyone who's seen the film will understand when I say this. I don't think this is an experience of what's, of exactly what someone is experiencing. Okay. okay. Um, and so it's not I, as
1: straightforward as I'm sort of pr- absolutely. producing. Here. This
0: is meant to... This, there is filmmaking techniques used to represent what happens, mm-hmm. which I... Don't think would represent something in real life. Okay. Yeah, and I'm saying that just to yeah, so this you, is yeah.
1: Art- artistic yeah um, exploration in there yes. as well. Yeah, okay.
0: But for, as a piece of acting and an ensemble acting as well, this is pure brilliance. And if this isn't in my top five films of the year, it's been a hell of a year.
1: I need to go and say it then, don't I?
0: Yeah, you probably I do. To, I need to
1: find some time to go and go and say it. Mm, yeah. I will I will find that time.
0: Make some time.
1: I'll make some time,
0: yes. And I'll stop at home with Blake and watch all the all the P- Luca and things like that that's now on.
1: Luca. Yeah. Luca.
0: It's the new Pixar film, it's on Disney Plus. <gasps>
1: Is it? Yes. What what's it called? Luca. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna say that over and over again. So L U K A. L U C A. Okay, I've not heard of
0: this. He lives on the second floor.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my. How have you not heard of it? I don't know. You're listening to as many film podcasts as me, and they yes. all talk about this new Pixar film that's out this week.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe I've fallen asleep after pressing play. But, of course, the, you don't uh, like
0: Pixar films, so... Um...
1: I, I don't mind Pixar films. I don't mind Pixar films. You've still got your bee in a bonnet about Inside Out. Well, this was a longer podcast than I anticipated. Yeah, I said we'd do it really short. Be
0: short, because you'll edit out all the I'm bits. where you going to edit out
1: so many bits of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take my editing scissors and go wild.
0: Yeah. Uh, so,
1: well, yeah, thanks, everyone, for joining us. And if you've managed <laughs>
0: to stick to the end, then, uh, yeah, yeah, drop us a like on um, all our socials.
1: Yeah, especially you true crime uh, lovers.
0: You know one's there. That
1: I? really... Didn't work very no, well, did it? It was, no, was quite don't. cringeworthy,
0: wasn't
1: it? Yeah. When, I, when yeah. it came out, I was like, "The lovers bit was a bit weird." Yeah, yeah. It's it's to to end, don't end. The pod- <laughs> well, not the podcast, totally. maybe permanently. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's bring this one to a close. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are the Honeymoon Pod. And if you'd like to drop us a review, please do so, or tell a friend. We yeah. never say that.
1: We never. I put it on Instagram this week. I said, "Tell a mate." It helps people find the show, is what I said, because that's what other people say in the end of their podcasts. I mean, Therefore, just... I'm pinching it. But yeah, um, any, any, anything... any, that sounded a bit different, didn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Come on, let's go. There's probably football on, or at least cricket. We'll see you next time. Bye.